listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Welcome to the Paul McGuire Report, wherever you are in this present world system. And I say present world system because wherever you're listening from, whatever continent, nation, and in, in some cases, dimension, whatever place that you decide to label your geography, your, your home base, is the place from which you can access all kinds of multidimensional energy, supernatural energy, and of course, an entire spectrum of energies that would fall under the umbrella of a um, energies that are in the form of delta waves, electromagnetic frequencies. These are specific frequencies like delta waves, like alpha waves, like beta waves, and other forms of waves. And then you have, in addition to that, you have uh, basically two methods of accessing those uh, electromagnetic frequency waves. And those two ways of accessing those forms of energy would be um, binaural beats, which you can listen to through uh, audio headphones or speakers or whatever. So you could access them through binaural beats. You could access them, access them through um, isochronic tones. Both are technologies that can allow you to, to pull out of another dimension a, a vast diversity of electromagnetic frequencies. Now, let's remember that everything in this life that you and I live in, everything in this world that you and I live in, ultimately is composed of electromagnetic frequencies, EMF. So if somebody pops up on your internet and says something to you because they're using some kind of social media, well, that pop-up, their visual expression with, with the face and stuff, the, the auditory expression with their mouth and the verbiage and the sound vibrations, etc., all of that, ultimately, their appearance on your computer screen ultimately is a projection of specific electromagnetic frequencies being accessed through certain technologies. In this case, isochronic tones, binaural beats, video, audio, and then there's the range of, let's say, 1G, 2G, 5G. And remember, the whole world was operating in 4G. Now we have already plunged into the Great Reset. And in the process, we've taken the quantum leap of moving from 4G to 5G. When you move from 4G to 5G, you literally double the power. You get two times the power. So you're not just moving up like, let's say, from 4G to 5G, which would be one incremental number. No, you're, you're, it's a multiplying effect. You're moving from 4G, not up to an extra G, which is an extra 1G. It has a multiplying factor. You are now moving at two times the speed and energy in terms of the electromagnetic force, the electromagnetic frequency 
that is creating an obtuse reality and bringing it into a kind of hyper-focus which contains energy. I know that's a little complex, but I want to take it further. What we are talking about, really, uh, people who are not Christians, who don't read the Bible, they, they understand that what we are talking about involves creativity. And these secular artists, painters, video producers, big-time music producers, people in, the, in, in a vast spectrum of creative arts, rock and roll, hip-hop, you know, the whole thing, people involved in the creative arts have the ability to relate in this present physical world system reality. They navigate their lives interfacing with record companies, film companies, music companies, all kinds of media. And then they package that media through artwork and graphics and trailers, etc. They package that media. They target their potential consumer audience, which is usually young people, you know, between the ages of, uh, let's say, 15 years old to 24 years old. And depending upon their particular tastes, you market, you sell, you persuade, you tempt, if, if you will, your, your target audience that you already know has the capital or the money to buy your musical product or, or creativity. You target that audience, you begin to bombard them and massage them with regular incremental TV spots, radio spots, video spots, etc., which begin to set the wheels of commerce and economics. It begins to generate momentum. And people get a taste, the young people get a taste of your music, and it energizes them, or it makes them feel good, or it does any number of things. But when you process the any number of things that your music does for young people or whoever is listening to it, you're giving them a digital turn-on. You're giving them an electromagnetic frequency turn-on. And if they like the experience enough, then they will buy it on credit card, digital money, uh, a neurochip implant, a biochip implant, your cell phone, PayPal, the the number of purchasing points available to you becomes practically endless because people want to pay money and they'll pay a lot of money if you give them the instant access and super easy ability to recreate that altered state of consciousness or that transcendent experience or that supernatural experience that you have activated in them neurologically. They were walking along and then pow, all of a sudden, they enter via your music into a transcendental state of one kind or another. And that causes people to be able to pull in from other sensory dimensions. It causes people to pull in uh, an entire new set of virtual realities and altered states of consciousness and 
multi-dimensional worlds. It causes access to that. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. I've been researching these topics for decades and decades. Yeah, it's true. It began when I was a real young kid, raised in an atheist, agnostic, um, and secular humanist home. My parents were artists. My father was a, a painter in terms of painting uh, paintings, giant paintings, a sculptor. His friends were sculptors and painters and artists. Some were writers, some were economists, and they would get together and they would play classical music, which I at the time despised. But my mother, God bless her, was a brilliant pianist and wanted to be an opera singer, even though she was young. And so she would endlessly rehearse her, her voice for opera while playing the piano, classical piano. And she would endlessly rehearse playing the piano and uh, opera-style singing. And you got to imagine, for a boy of, let's say, I don't know, let's say it start, this started at like ten, uh, nine years old or something, her repetitive playing of sitting at a large piano in the living room, both singing and harmonizing perfectly for endless hours at a time, what, what that did to me was that her music, her singing, and the specific electromagnetic frequencies they generated functioned as a confrontational, of, of, functioned as a divine confrontational uh, encounter in my life. And, and you may say, well, what do you mean by it functioned as a divine confrontational uh, transformational agent in your life? What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that all of us, including you, me, your children, your loved ones, your husband, your wife, the school system, society, government, all individuals and everybody who's part of, of the group mind, we all, because we're all contaminated by it, we all uh, are, are unconsciously lulled by some kind of unconscious and imperceivable uh, gravitational pull. An unseen gravitational pull lays hold of us, and this unseen gravitational pull begins to pull us as individuals and groups, as individual identities and group identities. This unseen gravitational pull grabs us and electromagnetically or magnetically pulls us into the center of its consciousness where it is aware, where it has access to memory, potential retrieval to experiments, creativity, and all kinds of things. So, this is a critical thing, because as we've said on the Paul McGuire Report endless times, knowledge is power, and if you have real knowledge, it will give you real power. But counterfeit knowledge or fake knowledge will give you nothing. So counterfeit knowledge, wow. And then um, you walk and function in this multidimensional world. And as you do that, your interaction is primarily based on your, your sensory information, your visual, auditory, 
tactile, olfactory, and on and on and on. And you perceive through natural, biological, uh, biological methodologies, you perceive a, a wide range of stimuli which creates an imagination process which allows you to conceive, which allows you to dream, which allows you to create vision of who you are, where you're going, and with or without your input, where we are going as a community, as a society, as the human race. Where are we going, given the present set of escalating factors? Let's review that again. Where are we going after reviewing the present set of diverse creative factors, visions, and dreams? Where are we going? What's the end end game? What's our destination point? And so this brings us to the all-important question. There is a noticeable dip statistically. There is a very disturbing dip statistically, which reveals to us that when it comes to the social category of the evangelical Christian community, of the Bible-believing Christian community, and when this Bible-believing Christian community interfaces with the secular community or the secular individual, whose ideas and belief systems are accessed through new age consciousness, altered states of consciousness, new ways of thinking, new ways of nonlinear and intuitive high-level thought, but at the same time not bending and yielding to to a mysticism 2.0, which is so often prevalent in our time. So, many of you were not born when these things were happening. Many of you were. But even if you weren't born in the time period that I'm about to reference to, even if you weren't born then, you were born in terms of the expanse of decades. You were born into uh, one form or another of an alternative reality in the hope that by moving into this alternative reality that you would be birthed you would be birthed with the ability as an individual or a group you would be birthed with the ability to reach out of your comfort zone to reach out of your small comfortable in the box thinking which in fact is imprisoning you and you keep bumping your head against it you're kind of floating and every time you feel inspired to create imagine and envision or transcend as God would have you to, and this this truth is illustrated in Genesis 1, 2, and 3 and other places places in the Bible. You say, Paul, what are you talking about? What I'm talking about is is this fact. It's not only a theological fact, it is a scientific fact and a spiritual fact. And the fact goes like this. We live in a present world system. And if we choose to, we can access our God-given ability to transcend the present limitations of our environment, specifically limitations in the area of cognition, uh, intelligence, perception, 
things of that nature. Now, any moment in your life, any moment and at any nanosecond that you decide to in your life, you can, with an act of your will, internally flick on the on switch of creativity, inspiration, longevity, longevity, and an entire spectrum of creative and self-empowering and God-empowering constructs or abilities. What this means is God Almighty put it this way. He said, God said he created man. In the image of God, he created them, man, as both male and female. So God created man as both male and female. And in the image of God, he, God, created them, both male and female. So God the Creator, capital C, creates us in his own image. Notice that to be fully created in the image of God requires that um, we choose to, to not deny the reality of who we are in God, but we choose to uh, fully become aware of, of the dimensions involved. And so our job is to understand that the infinite personal living God of the universe, he created us in his own image. In the image of God, he created us both male and female. So you and I, whether we're male and female, with all our gifts and blessings, etc., have been created in the image of God. Now, this image of God that we've been created in is both an image that is male and female. God is not, for example, we say God the Father. That's an appropriate and accurate definition of who God is, God the Father. But we do not say God the Mother. And it's not because we're repressed and we have a sexual identity hang-ups or anything of that nature. We don't worship God as the mother or the mother God. We worship God as God the Father. Why? Because in actuality, according to a biblical worldview in the Old Testament and the New Testament, our factual reality is this, that God is male. God is God the Father. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, male. But at the same time, there's a, there's a fast turn around a small mountain road. And when you, you are moving quickly on a, a fast turn on a mountain road, it becomes obvious to you that God the Father created mankind, male and female, in his own image, in the image of uh, man he created them both male and female. Also in the image of God he created them both male and female. So what this means is that God, at the deep, deepest levels of his identity, it has to be understood that when we probe into the nature of God, we understand that when we fellowship or understand the nature of God depicted in the Bible, that we are celebrating a relationship between what is called God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the triune God. But the rule 
and reign of the universe, the structure of the universe, is built on the platform of truth, which teaches us that God is God the Father. That's why Jesus Christ tells us to pray like this, Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and all these other prayers. And Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Okay. <clears throat> the critical factor here is that God is creative. And I've talked about this a lot at my Paradise Mountain Church meetings. In fact, what you should do, it's absolutely free. In fact, there's about a hundred, at least a hundred video messages that I delivered live at large numbers of Paradise Mountain Church meetings uh, that were held over, I don't know, 15, 20 year plus period. As anybody who's ever visited our church knows, Paradise Mountain Church, uh, because of the lack of availability to rent uh, space for for, uh, church meetings, we uh, refused to accept no, and we held our regular, real Paradise Mountain Church meetings. Uh, We would rent a good hotel. Uh, you know, executive meeting space. So, so a room that would often function and be sold to executives and business seminars, et cetera, et cetera. Paradise Mountain Church would rent um, uh, a business meeting room or conference room that could hold a couple hundred people or more. Uh, and we would hold our regular Paradise Mountain Church meetings at these prominent and well-known hotels in Southern California, especially in the, uh, in the areas that, that brought in uh, a lot of people and visitors and stuff. We, we, had a fre- we have had a frequent flow of, of people who listened to the Paul McGuire report, and then after being, you know, loving the Paul McGuire report, which you can get free via podcasting, et cetera, at paulmcguire.us. They would start jumping on planes and flying in to the Paradise Mountain church church meetings. They'd be flying in from all over the nation, and in some cases from all over the world, to our Paradise Mountain church meetings. And they'd fly in from all over the place because the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which was presence. Uh, at the podcasting and the videos they watched, when they would come in person, by God's grace, and hear me preach at the Paradise Mountain Church meetings held at various prominent hotels uh, and some very, you know, top-of-the-line hotels, uh, because we wanted to reach uh, a, a, spe- a wide spectrum of people from the you know, Hollywood area. So the critical thing here is that we would hold these meetings. People would jump on planes, fly in from all over the country. It just amazed me, you know, uh, and continues to amaze me. The letters we get from nations that I will name and nations that I will not name because I didn't research receive their their request. We have policies designed to protect people. So this uh, people flying in from all over the country, and then we're hit with with the COVID storm, 
Okay, what am I trying to say here? What I'm trying to say is that uh, when you're interacting in this present physical world reality, you interact with it by bringing to the table a higher level of energy. That level of energy can be expressed in terms of creativity, music, worship, Bible teaching, and, and many other factors. Always remember that, that you know, we, we, we are in an economic storm. We are now being presented with a series of economic uh, challenges, as many churches and businesses are. But I want to share with you part of a secret that I believe the Lord dropped in my heart, and I believe through his still small voice, the Lord prompted me to share with you his secret of uh, generating income and wealth and jobs uh, in whatever economic environment or whatever economic or spiritual chaos you may find yourself in. Now, if you really lock into what I'm saying, if you really pay attention to what I'm saying and take notes and, and play this back to yourself over and over again, and meditate on it, and meditate on the Bible verses that support it, I promise you, you will blow your mind, and God will deposit in your heart a series of supernatural truths that will allow you to access income, prosperity, jobs, creativity, and other assets in any economic environment, good or bad. And the Lord said, to me, Paul, you made a covenant with me. And I, I did. After I began to study heavily the lives of uh, people like Joseph in Egypt and uh, Daniel in ancient Babylon, and as I began to meditate on the Word of God, which refers to, to ancient Babylon and ancient Egypt, etc., as I began to study this and teach on this at Paradise Mountain Church, the Lord began to reveal to me a series of supernatural truths that are available to God's people, and if you access them by faith and, and practice what the Bible is teaching you, you can harness a higher level of supernatural blessing and prosperity and creativity and income and uh, entrepreneurship, you can access things at a higher level, a faster level, and at a more powerful level if you will just take the baby steps of faith forward, expecting God to supernaturally transform your life as you pray and cry out to him. Because your relationship with God is not static. It's energy, energetic. Okay, now I want to I go into like a micro-focus so that when you listen to today's Paul McGuire report, I pray right now. Would you join me in pray, prayer? Would all of you listening join me in prayer right now? Wherever you are across the world or the United States, I'm just going to pray out loud. Please agree with me. Lord Jesus Christ, all of us come to you now by faith in the name of Jesus. We ask, Jesus, that you would supernaturally magnify, supernaturally amplify 
your knowledge, your wisdom, uh, the secrets to wisdom, the secrets to wealth, that you would magnify that, you would accelerate that, so that all of your people can enjoy your covenant promise to abundance, multiplication, um, uh, sowing seed, harvesting, and other things that enable us to fulfill your command when you told Adam and Eve and others among your people, you said to us, regarding our time on the earth, you said to us, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. So if you and I will obey God and quit, you know, blowing smoke in his eyes, if you will obey God and meditate on the Word of God and act on the Word of God, then you can come into alignment with God's covenantal promise for you to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth and subdue it. Pow! Wow! That's heavy. So let's start at the starting gate, which simply means let's start right where you are right now. Let's start at the starting gate right where you are right now. And let's begin by committing our way to the Lord, because God tells us to do that in his word. Join me in prayer, silently or out loud. Lord Jesus Christ, we, we apply the blood of Jesus Christ over our lives, our families. And Lord, we come boldly to the throne of grace through the blood of Jesus. And Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, we ask that your covenant promises would come true, just as you made them true to uh, King Solomon. Now, Lord, I am asking you to use me and prosper me at the level you designed for me. I'm not lusting to be, you know, trillionaire. Um, but what I told you, Lord, was that I'm asking you to give me supernatural wisdom and supernatural ability to to multiply uh, the wealth you have given me, to give me enhanced supernatural knowledge and wisdom and ability. And I'm asking you to give me an increase of wealth and an increase of supernatural ability and knowledge. I am not asking for self-centered reasons. I am asking you, Lord, to do this so that I might share and instruct and give this wisdom to your people so that your people may prosper, so that your people may prosper. And secondly, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you would multiply the not only the wisdom you've given me, but you would multiply the ability and the knowledge that you've given me, and that you would multiply all the wealth, the talent, and ability that you've given me, so that all that you've given me would function like seeds. And as I pray over them with you right now regarding your storehouse, I ask in the name of Jesus that the power of the Holy Spirit would anoint, bless, and multiply the seed, the gifting of every man or woman listening to the Paul McGuire Report right now. Lord, grant us knowledge and multiply it for this express purpose 
of helping your people. Lord, uh, grant us uh, wealth and seeds and assets and wealth. And again, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would multiply this wealth and these assets so that I might teach your people how to be blessed, that I might teach your people how to multiply their wealth, all for the purpose, Lord, of fulfilling the mission that you called us to in this lifetime, God. And we praise your holy name. Before we continue, I want to give you an exhortation that will change your life forever. If you're willing to invest a little bit of time uh, and download into your mind and heart a lot of the key information that I've learned in over 40 years of research, writing over 38 books, I asked the Lord that I, that I wanted to write these books. So far, there's 38 that I wanted to write these books so that I might educate your people and they would increase in their wisdom and knowledge and thus be able to accomplish what you called them to accomplish. And that also that I might receive wealth from you, Lord, not that I might be self-centered about it, but that I would receive wealth from you so that uh, you would multiply that wealth and it would be a blessing and a mechanism of freedom, and a mechanism of preaching the gospel for your people, just like you did with King Solomon. Now, I, I'll be honest with you, Lord, I'm not interested in, in being the clone of King Solomon. So I turn over the extent, the amount, the specifics to you. You know me, my strengths and weaknesses. Lord, grant me this prayer according to your will, perfect call and design. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so the power of God is moving among us now. I guess you you have sensed that. As we were caught up together, studying the Word of God together, and as we all chose to kind of get out of the way of the move of the Spirit of the Lord, well, I guess a lot of us did that because I feel, I guess you could call it the cool breeze of the move of the Spirit of God in our midst. And it's, it's a breeze of the life force of God. It's a breeze that carries the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. It's a breeze that carries the rejuvenating life force of the Holy Spirit. It's a breeze that, that carries along the, the infinite potential of the Creator God. And it, it's exemplified in this physical world or this real world reality. It's exemplified. By, like, it feels like wind, wind moving among the disciples. So, so I'm talking to you now, Paul McGuire from LA. I'm talking to you all over the world. And as I'm talking to you, you may not have noticed, but now you do. You, you have been experiencing a refreshing, you've been experiencing a being, you're, Weight being lifted, weight and oppression and heaviness is being lifted from your life right now in the name of Jesus supernaturally. The oil of anointing is being poured out from Jesus, the high priest, on your forehead, and it's the oil of anointing is just gently pouring down your forehead, the back of your head, just gently. 
uh, and you're being anointed. And as you're being anointed with the oil of anointing, it represents the dual anointing of being anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is happening to a whole lot of people all over the USA and all over the world. It's happening right now. And as each of us have chosen to surrender our stubbornness and our self-will, we surrender it to the Lord, we bow before the Lord with our self-will, and Lord, we, we bow before you, praising your name, humbling ourselves before you. And as we do this, Lord, we can feel the fresh gusts of the, of the sweeping, purifying air of God, a fresh breeze coming from God and refreshing us. So, so as we delight together in the presence of the Lord, be sure to open your hands and open your heart and open your mind. Be sure to allow the Lord, because you're making a willful decision, you're choosing to do it, be sure you're allowing the Lord to pour into you the healing, rejuvenating power of His Holy Spirit. We rejoice, God. We praise your name, and we rejoice, God. And we thank you for the, the oil of gladness, God. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. And I feel it. I don't know about you, but I know that I know that I know that there are a significant number of people all over the United States of America. When you visit paulmcguire.us, you slide down to the page, and you'll see all the many, many, many social media outlets, podcasting, video, audio, TV, the Roku channel, and on and on, all available for you for free. We pay for it, so it's free. And you need to take advantage of it and, and let it function as seed in your life and spread those links far and wide so that it can minister to people, save people, and set people free all over the world. Praise your name, Jesus. So right now, as the anointing of the Holy Spirit is being poured out on his disciples, we're his disciples, it's not just, you know, Peter and John and so on and so forth. They were not the only apostles. Wake up and smell the coffee. They were the first disciples. They were the early disciples. But right now, at this moment, there's a whole new crop. There's a whole new generation of disciples that are being raised up as the power of the Holy Spirit is being poured out upon. And it's rejuvenating you and energizing you. In short, it's clothing you with power from on high. It's clothing you with power from on high, and you are being regenerated in your inner man or woman with the supernatural life force of the Holy Spirit. And you're being blessed as the release of the Holy Spirit is tangibly energizing every cell, every DNA structure, every organ tissue, and your body, soul, and spirit is being energized from the spiritual dimension from the life force of God. Okay, so what does this mean? It means that in the last days, and theologians will tell you, and I've explained this in all my books on Bible prophecy, which are available right now at a discount at paulmcguire.us, I've explained to you that uh, as we teach the Word of God on these type of things, and as we plant the seeds of God's Word into the hearts and minds of God's people, 
they are energized supernaturally as that seed comes in contact with the uh, energizing power of the Holy Spirit. And a new birth or a new creation occurs, a supernatural conception, if you will. Okay, before we continue on, you need to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. McGuire is spelled M-C-G-U-I-R-E. Visit paulmcguire.us. And because the books are at a special discount, order the books that are on discount now and grab yourself a copy while they're still discounted of Power from on High, The Greatest Battle, Conquering the Matrix, um, The Day the Dollar Died, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 2, and we have other books listed. Get them now and listen to them over and over again, read them, and, and don't get, look, I'm the author of the books, of the book, okay? So since I'm the author, I have the right to tell you a suggestion on how you should read the book that I feel will make, you're going to, when you read my books, what I promise you, unless you have a hard heart or you're filled with unbelief, when you read my books, I promise you that you will receive a download of the Holy Spirit from the Lord, you will receive a download of his knowledge, a download of the Word of God, a download of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, a download of the gifts of faith and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you will receive, if you, if you respond to God, by, by tearing into Jerusalem and seeking out the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, I guarantee you, as God downloads this refreshing of the power of the Holy Spirit in your body, soul, and spirit, as that begins to manifest and come alive in your inner man or inner woman, you will become electrified. And the way Jesus Christ put it was, he said, and he was going to, he said to his disciples, I'm going to ascend into heaven. And then he, he, Jesus Christ said to his disciples that um, they needed to gather together in Jerusalem, tarry in Jerusalem until the Lord pours out uh, his, his Holy Spirit, his gift from the Father. So this is the crux of the matter. This is where the rubber meets the road. But, we, but, we, but before we get there, visit paulmcguire.us, and I want to go to where the rubber meets the road, because that's where the action is. This is Paul McGuire. This is Paul McGuire. Okay. This is, it shouldn't be the greatest secret in the Bible, but unfortunately it is, because God's people are blinded or are in spiritual darkness regarding the consequences of this all-powerful truth. Now, I'm going to share this truth with you. I didn't invent the truth. Jesus did. God did. And I'm going to share with you the truth that God shared with his people so that this truth will set you free, and it will set millions, if not billions of people free as this truth is applied 
and spread far and wide uh, in nations and cultures all around the world. So this is how it works. It's really simple, but it requires childlike faith to, to believe in it. The first thing that we have to understand is that, you know, this is so simple. And I've read this passage of Scripture many times, many times over the years. But as I was finishing the last couple of pages of my brand new book, Power From On High, I, I had literally a, an explosive revelation and an explosive confrontation where God directed me to keep rereading certain verses that I was fully aware of, that I had read thousands of times before as a Christian. But God cornered me, and in loving confrontation, he, he required of me that I reread these verses. And man, I'll tell you what happened. It wasn't, you know, lightning from the sky or anything like that. But the minute I read these verses, I understood them exactly as they were intended to be understood by God and Jesus Christ. What's ironic is, is that how they were intended to be understood by God the Father and Jesus Christ, when they were first spoken by Jesus to the disciples, this was the exact same format that God wants to use today when he exposes his people to the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word, you know, they have theologians have laws of exegesis. Laws of exegesis refer to exegesis referring to the theological base basis of rightly dividing the word of God. Okay? So as I reread these verses that the Lord directed me to read, I understood them in terms of definition and what they meant. I understood them exactly the same way as I did when I first heard them spoken and first heard them read. So it wasn't like the Lord was revealing anything new to me. Okay? This was not God is revealing something new to me or something different to me. God was literally causing me to look at his word, and when I read his word and meditated on his word and thought about his word, what I understood and the definition that came to me of what the Lord was sharing was precisely 100% the same as when I first read those words. Oh, this was well over 40 years ago. So why would God do that? Because sometimes you, I'm talking to you and me, we're in this together, you and me, sometimes we can read the Bible over and over again, and what happens is we become desensitized to the Word of God, we, 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 we lose our cutting edge, we perceive it through our religious sunglasses, and, and in the process of doing that, we, are, we deny ourselves the privilege of a divine download, and we deny ourselves the privilege of a fresh revelation of what God's word means. And so uh, to give you a couple of the verses the Lord told me to read. And again, this is about a month before I finished Power From On High. Originally, the book was 4,000 pages. I'm sure you'll be happy to know the book <laughs> has, has 
substantially been edited, edited down to the most important stuff. So power from on high is currently, it's about 400 and uh, approximately 412 pages thick. Power packed. So it's, it's edited. Now, I want to read you um, something from the notes that I wrote in the Spirit-Filled Life Bible for Students, New King James Version, Jack Hayford, Executive Editor. That is the only youth Bible that I would recommend, by the way. The earlier and later editions, in my opinion, humbly speaking, are, are terribly inadequate. The ones, the, the, the edition you want to get is the student edition Holy Bible. It's for adults, too. The student edition of the Holy Bible, which is called the Spirit-Filled Life Bible for Students. Jack Hayford, uh, New King James Version. Jack Hayford is the executive editor, and I have been given a credit as the editor of what is called the Word Wealths and the, is the editor of a number of other things, uh, word definitions, Greek, Hebrew, Latin. And if you just took my definitions and notes that are printed in this Bible alone, they'd probably be 300 pages long. And what I did, I, I mean, I put my heart, soul, and mind in this. I took the culture the intensity of the culture, the verbiage of the culture, hip-hop, rock and roll, the entire thing, man, and I let it rip. And my vow to the Lord was I wouldn't make it boring. And I don't want to get into specifics, but I don't know, even though this was a bestseller a couple of years later, I guess, there was a regime change at some Christian publisher. And they print, they print really an abomination of what I had done, because what, what they did it was they bored. They, they fell into the trap of play it safe, be religious, don't rock the boat. That's a crime. And I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Okay, so I'm now looking at, uh, you would think, since I wrote all the notes from Genesis to Revelation, you would think I would be able to navigate myself to the basic spine of the Bible. Okay, so let's go to Acts chapter 1. And Acts chapter 1, okay, um, <clears throat> Acts chapter 1, starting, Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 1. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the end of the earth. And, and there's more. There's a lot more. And these are the notes that I've written, and they're surrounded by big, large squares, so you can't miss them. And they're either called uh, word wealths, where you get a definition, a contemporary definition 
word wealths. Um, and then there are boxes that feature, uh, you know, a contemporary explanation based on literal scripture. So what happens is uh, these Bibles, these spirit-filled life Bibles for students, the edition, you know, the credit I have is small, it's tiny, but the only reason I'm bringing it up is that that will identify for you the book that, that I personally am endorsing to you, because I know it will bless you and it will bless your, your children of whatever age, because it's contemporary and it's not boring. And most of all, hallelujah, it's, it's not, you know, religious in the bad sense of the term. Okay, so in the book of Acts, um, this is where Peter gives his sermon. There's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I want to throw this out to you. I get a huge amount of criticism, even though I've written countless books on the New Age. I've been in the New Age. I've experienced the Kundalini serpent power, the great white light, on and on and on. Even though I've done all that and all the rest of that stuff, I constantly get criticized by these people who don't even do a minimal amount of background research. Because if they did, they'd figure out, hey, I was delivered out of the New Age. I'm fully aware of the differences between biblical Christianity and New Age or occult deception. They're, they're entirely two different things. Okay, visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Grab yourself copies, because they're at a discount of all the new books, like Power From On High, as soon as you can, because that discount is not going to last forever. Grab the books at the discount. And remember, the Roku channel, the Paul McGuire Roku channel, is free. There's over 200 hours plus of, of incredible Bible teaching, and I say incredible because the Holy Spirit anoints it. Visit our website, and then, as your brother in Christ, I'm going to shoot straight from the heart. I need you at this time to stand with me in the spiritual battle and ask the Lord how much you should donate and contribute. And whatever he tells you to do, simply obey the Lord. Secondly, I'm asking you to step up to the plate and become an intercessory prayer warrior for me, my family, and everybody associated with this ministry. We are, yes, we're in a raging spiritual war, but if you will obey God and do your part, we can win this spiritual war. And then finally, I'm asking you to uh, spread our links, spread our messages and videos far and wide. I look at the at the commitment that some people who are not Christians give to secular writers, secular activists, etc. Man, they let it rip. I know among this audience, the regular listeners of the Paul McGuire Report, I know there is a righteous remnant, because I know it with all my heart. There's a remnant within the remnant. So I'm speaking, if you will, to the remnant within the remnant and asking you to storm the gates of heaven. You say, where is that in the Bible? Try reading the Bible. Here's an example of storming the gates of heaven. For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. This is talking about peaceful, law-abiding, faith-filled prayer, operating under the dunamis, the dynamite explosive power of God. How will we change America? We will change America when we start to access God's supernatural power. Visit paulmcguire.us.